What's up, everybody? We're here to go over UFC Vegas 82, um, Brendan Allen versus Paul Craig. Uh, as far as the results for last week go, man, per usual, you know, the the curse continues. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, I lost some money uh, la last weekend. Um, haven't been losing money very much, but the thing is, is a lot of the fights that I put money on always end up getting canceled, so... I had a play on Esteban Rivovix originally. That fight got canceled. I had a play on Armin Petrosian. That fight got canceled during the event. I had a play on Renat Fakhradinov, and that was a draw, so I got my money back there. And then the only bet I ended up actually having on the card was a two-fight parlay of uh, Gabriel Bonfin and Jolton Almeida, and Bonfin uh, ruined that for me. So, uh, And that was one of the things, whenever I was doing my... my uh, my video over that fight or whatever I was saying, like I see it going two ways, you know, Bonfin either gets an early submission or Dolby outlast him and, you know, uh, gives, uses his good cardio to get a win, you know, late in the fight or win a decision. So I guess I should have, uh, there were so many other fights on that card that I, that would have been good. You know, I picked, I didn't get very many fights wrong on the card as far as my picks go. So, um, there was a lot of fights I should have attacked on that card. I just you know, attacked all the all the wrong ones. So <laughs> should have Kyle Barallo would have been a good play. Um, could have parlayed him with somebody else and and done that. But you know, hey, it happens. So it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too big of a loss. You know, it, it happens occasionally. But I, I'm just more so frustrated that all the fights keep getting canceled that I put money on because <laughs> it happens just pretty much every weekend. So, uh, but yeah, not. Let's see here. Um. Yeah, so please like and subscribe, guys. I really appreciate it. It helped me out a lot. Uh, thank you to all the new subscribers that I've been picking up. And I do apologize for um, I'm I'm pretty late. Usually I put my videos out on Wednesday or Tuesday. Uh, I got a lot of stuff going on, so I, I've been putting it off and uh, until today. So sorry about that. But um, uh, if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go through and I give out all my picks. And at the end of the video, I uh, give out my bets and. Um, if you're not interested in watching my videos, you just want to see my picks and my bets, you can go over to my social medias. Um, TikTok and Instagram are both high kick underscore fight picks. And then there's a Facebook group called High Kick Fight Picks on Facebook. It's easy to find. Um, and also this show is available on Spotify, Pandora, all your major streaming platforms if you're if you're interested in and checking it out on there. Maybe you can't watch the video while you're driving, you know, maybe you just want to hear it. So um but yeah, man, as far as this card goes, this is a pretty decent card and a lot of fights on here that a lot of fights on here that uh that are going to be pretty fun and you know, some of these are I'm really excited for Peyton Talbot's uh debut. I'm uh, a big fan of his after his fight on the contender series, uh, the Jonathan Pierce versus Joe Anderson Brito. I mean, that's a difficult fight to to pick, you know. I, I mean, I'll get to it in a little bit, but as far as fights that we lost, we lost uh, Darius Flowers versus Ottoman Azaitar and Jesse Butler versus Jekka Sergi. Uh, Sergi is fighting Lucas Alexander now, and uh, Lucas just had a fight fall out. I don't remember if it was last week. I think it was last week or the week before that. So uh, either way, he's been having a camp. It's not like he's taking it on super short notice. Uh, he's been training the whole time. So either way, man, uh, what else, what else? 
I guess let's get into this card, guys. First up, we got Lucas Alexander taking on Jekka Sadegi. Lucas Alexander is 28 years old, 5'11", with a 73-inch reach. He is 8-3 and three and 1-1 one and one in the UFC, and he's a minus 300 favorite. Um, he made his debut against Joe Anderson Brito, got finished, but Brito's a pretty bad dude, man. No shame there. Um, but, you know, in his next fight, you know, he looks pretty amazing as an underdog as well against Steven Peterson. Um, his striking looked amazing. Great kicks to the legs and the body. Threw a ton of them. Uh, very fast hands. Hits very hard. Three wins by knockout. No wins by submission. Um, I mean, all his losses have been by submission is something that, to think about, you know, going forward. Um, I don't think he's going to have to worry about that in this fight, but he has been submitted three times. So, um, obviously, that's the weak part of his game. Uh, you know, submission defense. He fights out of both stances very well. Uh, very good counter-striking. Throws great combinations. Mixes up his attacks very well. Uh, lands, on average, just over five strikes per minute with a 67% takedown defense. Um, I actually do think that Lucas is the better striker here with the speed advantage. Um, he's going to have the cardio advantage in this fight as well, probably. So, even though I said all those nice things about his striking, we also have to remember that you know he fought Steven Peterson, who retired right after that fight. So maybe, maybe that was a fight with somebody whose heart wasn't completely ended at that point. But uh, he looked amazing either way. So, um, you know, Alexander has had trouble in the past with really good grapplers in the past, but uh, it's it's just the kind of. This is not that kind of opponent here, man. I mean, Sergey is known for being a striker and getting a lot of knockouts and stuff like that. Um, and Alexander's going to have a four-inch reach advantage here, and he uses his length very well. He's very good. Throws a lot of nice straight shots. Um, I expect him to to have a lot of success with his striking in this fight. He's taking on Jekka Sergey. He is 28 years old, 5'8", with a 69-inch reach. He is 13-3 and and 0-1 in the UFC. And he is a plus-250 underdog. And this guy's an exciting fighter, man. You know, all but one of his wins have been by finish. Uh, eight knockouts and four submissions. Uh, he got exposed in his last fight against um, Ansel Jubilee. Uh, and, you know, Jubilee looked very good in his last fight for two rounds, and then it was like he just gave up in the third. So I, I don't know what happened. Or, you know, I was I was pretty high on Jubilee before that. <laughs> so, uh, but, um, yeah, Sergey, you know, he showed very bad takedown defense and grappling, but, you know, one... One thing to consider is he was fighting up a weight class against Jubilee and was at a big size disadvantage. And uh, he's going to go back down to uh, featherweight here, which is his natural weight class. Um, so there's a little bit of unknown, you know, unknowns there because we haven't seen him, you know, at this weight uh, fight this level of competition yet. So uh, we're really going to get to see what he can do, you know, now against some people more his size. So um, does have decent striking, uh, throws nice leg kicks, very powerful, may even have the power advantage in this fight. Uh, throws a lot of spinning attacks and has some finishes uh, via via spinning attack. Uh, one was on the road to UFC. I don't know if it's spinning elbow. I think it was a spinning elbow. Um, very good with his knees in close. Just just showed to he just showed to not have the ability really to get up once he was taken down uh, from what we saw in the Jubilee fight. And you know, going back to his fights on the road to UFC, they were very impressive. Uh, nasty knockouts. I mean, he was a big underdog in at least one of those. I think probably both, but I don't remember for sure. But um, he throws nice combinations, has a nice straight right hand, sneaky head kicks. He throws them, he throws them kind of like a front kick with just a slight curve, man, coming from the, you know, coming from the, uh, the front leg, uh, almost, it's almost like a straight kick, but he just curves it a little. And, uh, I don't know. It's just different, man. I don't see a lot of people that throw, throw them like that. Um, I do think this guy will have success in the UFC eventually. Uh, maybe the takedown defense will look better down at 145. I don't know. 
Um, I would rather see Jekka win this fight. You know, watching the tape on him, I've become a big fan of his, and and it would be cool to see a guy from Indonesia do well in the UFC, but uh, I'm sure this is a short-notice fight for him. Um, I don't know if he's how 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 much time he's had to prepare for Lucas Alexander here. Um, and, I, and I think I think Lucas is going to be the more technical striker. I mean, if if Jekka was able to get Lucas uh, Lucas Alexander down, you know, he might have success. But I'm going to be taking Alexander to win. I'm going to take him to win by decision. Um, yeah, I'll take him to win by decision. Charles Johnson versus Rafael Estevam. And Johnson is 32 years old, 5'9", with a 70-inch reach. He is 13-5, and five, and 2-3 and three in the UFC. And he's a, well, he um, he was a minus-125 favorite um, at the time of doing my notes. Uh, but now he is, um, now he's a uh, underdog. I think he's a plus-100 underdog. And uh, so, yeah, I've tried to put faith in Charles Johnson, you know, a few times. Like, in his last two fights, I felt he should have won those fights. And, you know, he just, he looked terrible. I don't know what's going, what was going on with him there. I mean, I thought he showed decent takedown defense against, you know, Muhammad Makayev, and then Durden, Durden turned around and really dominated him with his wrestling as well. So it just, I don't, I don't know, man. And, uh, you know, in the Osborne fight, Osborne looked like shit as well, and Johnson still lost. Um, was very disappointed in that fight. You know, I felt like that was a pretty horrible look for both of those guys, being at 125 pounds, and they were just both gassed out very early. And it was just a very sloppy fight man and you know all that to the side you know johnson has good power decent boxing has good height and reach for the uh for the weight class he's gonna have a one inch reach advantage here um six wins by knockout three wins by submission shows a 14 percent takedown accuracy and um 54 takedown defense that might have supposed to have been 74 percent takedown accuracy i don't know or maybe not because he hasn't really been going i don't know if i if i if i wrote that down wrong or not so uh correct me if i'm wrong but um he lands just a uh, 4.23 strikes per minute and absorbs 3.75 strikes per minute. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess the striking defense isn't the best. He does tend to eat a lot of shots, but he doesn't really ever get hurt. You know, I mean, he kind of rolls with punches very well and stuff like that. Um, I used to have a much higher opinion of him, but I, I now realize, you know, his wins in the UFC haven't been very impressive. And, you know, I actually thought uh, Esmagulov... Um, Zagas and Ezwagulov won that fight whenever they fought. I thought uh, Zagas won the first two rounds. And um, so, yeah, man, that you know that only leaves one knockout over Jimmy Flick, who is not very good. And, you know, he just, you know, Johnson let me down twice, man. You know, I just he looked terrible. And he does use nice calf kicks and good teep kicks. And, and when he's on, he looks great, man. Nice hands, goes to the body a lot. But, uh and yeah, I lost money on him twice in a row, so I'm not gonna. Uh, I know how good he can be, but you just never know what you're gonna get. So, I guess that's the point. <clears throat> but he's taken on uh, Rafael Estevam. He is 27 years old, five eight with a 69 inch reach. He is 11 and 0, and this is going to be his UFC debut. And uh, he's a he's a pl- he he is now a favorite at like minus 125 or minus 120. But I caught him at uh, plus 105 underdog. Um, and I do have a small play on him for that. Uh, but yeah, this guy's real exciting to watch. Most of his wins are by finish, four knockouts, three submissions. Um, you know, he's, he's obviously very well-rounded, really good cardio, pushes a tough pace on guys. Um, he's a good size, good size for the weight class. Um, in his fight on the contender series, he showed good submission defense, good ground and pound and throws really hard elbows from top position. Uh, very good grappler, man. And, and hard to find a lot of tape on this guy. 
but he did beat a really tough guy in the contender series. Even though I was only able to to find a few fights of his, um, I was very impressed with what I seen, and I was very impressed with the with his win on the contender series over a very tough guy. Um, he won that fight very dominantly. I, I won't I won't go by the numbers here because that's only for one fight. You know they only have they do include the contender series fights on UFC.com when they're doing all the you know the takedown accuracy and all that stuff, but it's usually best to wait until you've got at least two or three fights to go off of or even four. Um, so I'm not going to go off the numbers on that, but, uh, you know, he got four takedowns in, in his, in his last fight alone. He does like to take guys down and that's, and that's how you beat Charles Johnson, man, you know? And, and I think Esteban's pace and his cardio were really wear on Charles Johnson. And, you know, he's the younger guy. He's going to be improving constantly, dangerous submissions. And I'm taking the win. Um, I don't know if he, I don't think he gets a finish, man. Charles Johnson's not, you know, not really getting finished or anything. And uh, I'll take Esteban to win by decision just because Johnson has never been submitted. Uh, but I do like the, I did like the price. I mean, it's still not a bad price on him. If you're looking to get Esteban minus 120, minus 125 is a good price still. Um, if I had gotten my video out earlier, like I was supposed to, y'all would have been able to jump on the 105 with me, the plus 105. But sorry, sorry about that. <clears throat> so. Next up, we got Chad Ellinger taking on Jose Johnson. And Ellinger is 36 years old, 5'6", with a 64-inch reach. He is 12-6 and 1-1 and and one in the UFC, and he's a plus-148 underdog. So he, he won a, um, a split decision over, um, over Gafarov on the Contender Series. Um, it was a pretty close fight, man. You know, he looked great in his debut against a guy who really had never won a fight in the UFC. Um... And he, he was eating some shots in that fight a little bit, but he ended up coming back and getting a finish. Um, you know, and then he didn't look very good in his last fight against, um, who was that, Alatang Haley? Yeah, Alatang Haley. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he had, he had a lot of big shots in that fight. He didn't get finished. Um, just couldn't get anything going, really, man. And um, he was at a big size disadvantage, a big power disadvantage. Um, he has really good footwork. Those a lot of strikes from weird angles. Um, uh, not the biggest guy in the weight class. Like I said, has a very short reach, um, has seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission. Uh, something to pay attention to is he's been submitted five times, but you know, up until his last fight, he hadn't lost a fight since, you know, 2014. So he was on a very good run and uh, very fast hands, good takedown defense, um, uses his jab very well. Uh, threaten, threatens the guillotine every time guys are trying to take him down, usually helps him get back up to his feet or, you know, get a sweep or whatever. Uh, the problem is, you know, immediately for him here, he's, he's never even attempted a takedown in the UFC is one thing that I, that I noticed immediately that could, that could cause him problems in this fight because, um, you know, typically guys were able to beat Jose Johnson by taking him down and that's, and that's the way to beat him. So, Chad Ellinger has never went for a takedown in the UFC. Chad shows 48% takedown defense, uh, lands 3.51 strikes per minute, um, and, in, and absorbs almost the same amount um, you know, as he lands, which isn't really a good thing. Um, you know, he's never been knocked out. You know, he is very good, though, man, and, and moves in and out of the pocket very well. Good power, great cardio. Uh, this is a close fight either way, man, but if Ann Ellinger doesn't try to use his wrestling here, I think he's he's going to be at a very big height and reach disadvantage in this fight. So um, I don't see it going well for him on the feet. He's taken on Jose Johnson. He is 28 years old, 6 foot tall with a 71 and a half inch reach. He is 15 and 8 and 0 and 1 in the UFC. And he's a minus 180 favorite. I think he's even a, a little bit bigger favorite than that now. 
So yeah, I do I do find it crazy after how he looked in his last fight that he's this big of a favorite. Um, this is more like a pick'em fight to me, you know, maybe minus one twenty versus minus one fifteen. I, I don't know, but um, yeah, he's gonna have a six inch reach advantage and and seven and a half. Uh, oh, sorry, six inch height advantage and seven and a half inch reach advantage. Um, his weaknesses in the past have been his takedown defense, submission defense. Um, but you you have to uh, you have to consider the guy lost on short notice in his debut to a very good fighter, you know, Demon Blackshear. Um, Jose has seven wins by knockout, three wins by submission, has nice striking, uses his height and reach very well, nasty calf kicks. And I do have trouble believing that um, that if Chad even does get Jose down, he would be able to keep him down, being at such a size disadvantage. Um, and not being known as a wrestler, so. Uh, he has decent, uh, Johnson has decent submissions, you know, with his long limbs, pretty good striking defense. Um, I think we're going to get to see his striking in this fight. Um, he typically typically spends his fights uh, defending takedowns most of the time. Sorry, I can't talk today. Um, defending takedowns most of the time and trying to defensively grapple guys. And, uh, you know, he's good at creating scrambles. And, and most importantly, he's good at doing damage. You know, we, we've we seen him, you know, uh, you know, just keep... We've seen guys come and fight him and just push the wrestling on him constantly and never stop going for takedowns. But Johnson will land shots and he still wins the rounds because he does more damage. Um, that's the way the fight on the contender series went for him, you know. I mean, he got taken down a lot, but the guy wasn't doing anything with it. And uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of outweighs the the opponent's control time, you know. It doesn't. It depends on the judges, of course, man. Some judges will still score it for the other guy, but um, he is very good at causing damage, you know, during the you know the takedown, the takedown uh, defenses and 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 being on the ground, you know, he's very aggressive off of his back, so. Um, I think Johnson gets his first win in the UFC here, man, using his length and his, his striking. Um, as far as as far as a method of victory, man, it's hard to. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take him to win by uh, by third round TKO. Next up, we got Jonathan Pierce taking on Joe Anderson Brito. And this is a this is really good matchmaking, man. But I actually, I'm a big fan of both of these guys, so I hate to see either one of them lose. Excuse me. Uh, Jonathan Pierce is 31 years old, six foot tall, with a 71 inch reach. He is 14 and four, and five and one in the UFC. And he's a minus. I think he's a minus 155 now, actually, because I just checked earlier. Um, very hard to pick against either one of these guys. Pierce is a very good wrestler, great takedowns, very good ground and pound. Um, and his striking on the feet has improved a whole lot since he's been, you know, uh, in the UFC. You know, he's been showing that in his last few fights. Um, nine wins by knockout, two wins by submission. He's a pretty big guy for 145. He's got a big height advantage here, uh, but actually will be at a one inch, uh, one inch reach disadvantage in this fight. Um, he landed several front kicks to the face in his last fight. Man, he beat the brakes off of Darren Elkins in his last fight and. I believe he had a injury at one point and had to pull out of his fight with Bryce Mitchell. Um, so hopefully he's fully recovered from that. I mean, he's very good and uh, he slips punches well, nice uppercuts, great cardio, nice head movement. Um, I think this fight all comes down to whether or not Joe Anderson Brito can stop the takedowns of Pierce. Um, nobody else has really been able to. Um, you know, Pierce has a win over Christian Rodriguez, who's on a really good roll right now and has looked very impressive. Um, you know, Pierce averages 5.74 takedowns per 15 minutes and lands just over six strikes per minute. 
Uh, really good takedown defense, man. He's been very dominant in all of his fights, pretty much, except for his debut when he got caught with a punch, you know, by somebody he shouldn't have. But that happens to a lot of guys, man. And he's taking on Joe Anderson Brito. He is 28 years old, 5'8", with a 72-inch reach. He is 15, 3-1, and 3-1 and in the UFC, and he's a plus-135 underdog. And this guy's a finisher, man. Six wins by knockout, seven wins by submission. Most of his wins are in the first round. Um, you know, and he has... He has some. Um, he has a few fights that he won at the beginning of the second round, but for the most part, it's very early finishes. Um, he is very powerful, great striking, uh, good grappling as well. Um, even though I think Pierce clearly has the advantage, you know, in, in the grappling, um, I would I, I would say he definitely does. But um, you know, Rito is very strong in the clinch and and in the in the body lock takedowns and stuff. So. Um, yeah, Brito is very strong and explosive, and his striking is kind of wild. It's it, it's weird because I think Pierce has the more technical striking of these two, but I do believe that Brito will have the advantage on the feet still because because of his power and, and that he just doesn't care, man. He just he just goes for it and, and throws everything he has into every shot. He's just really wild, um, and it works because when he hits guys, they fall. So um, we saw him in his debut, showed that the cardio may be an issue. You know, he has he had a good start to that fight. I believe it was against uh, Bill Algio, and, uh, and then, you know, ended up kind of gassing out and lost the last two rounds, and... And although he's looked amazing, you know, since then, we haven't seen anything yet to show that that he's fixed that problem because he's had three first-round finishes since that fight. So um, he doesn't pace himself at all. So that this fight, you know, either either Brito gets a first-round knockout or Pierce wins a decision or possibly gets a, a late finish, you know, via ground and pound or something. But Brito's pretty tough. I don't see him getting finished here, really. Um, Pierce should win this fight, man. He, he's going to have to be very careful in the first round. Um, you know, get that takedown, wear on Brito. And after that, I think he's got it, man. All he's got to do is slow Brito down, you know, get through the first round, uh, take him down, hold him down, whatever. But uh, it's a scary fight. I'm taking Pierce, but I, I don't know that I'm going to be putting any money on this fight, really. Um, I might add him in, like, one parlay, you know, at the very end of all my parlays. Um, but, yeah, it's a scary fight, man. It's a good fight. Can't wait to see it. Next up, we got Mick Parkin taking on Kyle Machado. And Parkin is 28 years old. He's 6'4 with a 79-inch reach. He is 7-0 and and 1-0 in the UFC, and he's a minus 325 favorite. He's got five wins by knockout, one win by submission, uh, quite a few amateur fights as well. Um, he's a big guy. He's going to have a one-inch reach advantage. Um, hasn't really fought any super tough competition. You know, not, not that he is here you know, in this fight either. I don't consider Machado to be like, you know, super high-level competition either. Um yeah, he has good fundamentals in his boxing. Uh, he's not super wild. Nice jab. Uh, doesn't gas out, you know, at least not so far in any of the fights that I've watched. And um, it's, he's not, you know, he's not a fat heavyweight, man. He's in good shape. He goes to the body a lot. Um, he gets off, uh, you know, he gets off the center line. He doesn't get hit and appears to be able to do it, to do it all, man. You know, he trains with Tom Aspinall and I don't feel like he's going to have too much trouble in this matchup, really. And he's taken on Kyle Machado. He is 29 years old, 6'4", with a 78-inch reach. He is 8-1-1, uh, and one, and this is going to be his UFC debut, and he's a plus-275 underdog. And uh, he's got four wins by knockout and two wins by submission, and uh, he just he just isn't good, man. He wings wild shots. You know, striking isn't very pretty, not very technical. Um, the guy he beat up on the Contender Series went out there and just did nothing. It was a terrible, terrible fight. And uh, terrible performance by his opponent as well. He didn't do anything. And 
So it's no wonder he won the fight. I honestly didn't think they were going to sign him still after that fight. Um, I think Parkin is better everywhere the fight goes here, and I'm going to be taking Parkin to win by uh, by knockout round three. Next up, we got Lucy Padova, Pudilova, uh taking on <laughs> Aline Perez. And uh, Lucy is 29 years old, 5'8", with a 67.5-inch reach. She is 14-8, and eight, and 3-6 and six in the UFC, and she's a plus 100 underdog. So she's coming off a fight. She probably should have won, man. Um, but I, I didn't mind it because I'm a big Jocelyn Edwards fan. But um, I do. I actually thought that Pudilova won that fight, uh, but the judges gave it to to Edwards. But uh, so yeah, this is her second shot in the UFC, man. She was cut a few years back after losing four fights in a row, and she came back last year and got a win over a girl that went uh, one in five in the UFC. Um, what was her name? Yan uh, Wu, Yan and Wu. Yeah, she only she. I don't think she won one fight in the UFC, so that was not an impressive victory. Um, but uh, you know, she did win very impressively by finish. She has good takedown. She's worked hard on her wrestling, um, you know, stuff like that. She was she was primarily known as a striker earlier in her career, and now she's been using the grappling a lot. Uh, she's gonna have a height and uh, one and a half inch reach advantage. And this in this fight, I don't know, man. This is one that I kind of struggled with on on the pick here, man. And I don't know. I really. You know, a fourteen and eight record isn't very impressive. You know, when you at first I was thinking I might go with Pudilova, but you know, watching the tape, I don't know. Uh, but she does have three wins by knockout, two wins by submission, and this is a very close fight. Uh, could be anyway, but she's taking on Eileen Perez, and she is twenty nine years old, five five with a sixty six inch reach. She is eight and two and one and one in the UFC, and she's a minus one twenty five favorite. Uh, four wins by knockout, one win by submission, and. You know what? Running back the tape on everything, I, I do think that you know Perez looked more impressive in her last fight. You know, but she she was fighting someone who was six and five as well. So both, you know, both of them their last wins aren't all that impressive. But uh, you know, and also the the girl she fought had been out for a couple years before that. So, uh, but Perez seemed to have the uh, well seemed to have the power advantage in the striking here, and she throws a nice combination. She seems very strong. Uh, showed good takedowns in her last fight and. After running the tape bag and really watching, you know these two, I, I guess I like more of what I've seen from Perez. Um, nice body lock takedowns, really pressure fights. Um, seems to have some good pop on her punches. Uh, you know, normally I, when I feel a fight could go either way like this, I would say just pick the dog. But at minus one twenty five, I don't mind the price on you know Perez. I'm not going to get heavily invested, but I will put her in my parlays. So, um, I say she wins this fight by decision. Next up, we got Nicholas Mata taking on Trey Ogden. And Mata is 30 years old, 5'9", with a 70.5-inch reach. He is 13-5 and 1-2 and and in the UFC. And he's a minus-155 favorite. And, uh, you know, Mata has like a kill-or-be-killed style. And uh, he's very fun to watch. He has nice hands, good, po- good boxing, very powerful. Um, hasn't been taken down yet in the UFC, but really hasn't fought any people that have been really pushing the takedowns yet. Um, he has nine wins by knockout. He's never won a fight by submission. Uh, the scary thing is, is he's been knocked out four times in his career um, and twice in the UFC. So, 
you know, but he was knocked out by really tough guys. So, I mean, I won't hold that against him too much. Um, you know, we saw what he is capable of in the, uh, in the Van Camp fight. Um, he moves in and out of the pocket very well, counters very well. Um, he's going to be the better, more powerful striker here probably, but I, I'm not completely sold on his takedown defense yet. Uh, because we really haven't seen anybody, you know, really pushing the takedowns on him yet. So Ogden may want to look to give that a shot, try to get the takedowns. Um, he was doing, Mata was doing pretty well before he got knocked out in his last fight. He started the round off strong. Um, it's just hard to be confident in a guy that we've seen get knocked out twice, you know, early in his career like this. And uh, I am surprised he's the favorite still here, honestly. I mean, maybe maybe that's because Ogden, you know, has has never won a fight by knockout. Maybe that's why people are, you know, leaning more towards Mata. Um, I was kind of hoping Mata would be an underdog, and I would have uh, would have wouldn't have minded, you know, taking a small shot on that. Um, but you know, plus money. But uh, he's taking on Trey Ogden. He is thirty-four years old, five-eleven uh, with a seventy-two-inch reach. He is sixteen and six and one and two in the UFC. He's a plus one twenty-one underdog. And um, before the UFC, Ogden was primarily known for his ground game. Uh, Eleven wins by submission. He's never been knocked out. He does have a uh, decent boxing, you know, very good with just the basics. Nice, nice one, two, nice jab. Um, and, and he made his debut against Jordan Levitt and it went to a split decision. A lot of, a lot of grappling back and forth and stuff. And he really hasn't had an easy fight yet. In my opinion. Um, you know, he, it, he has a win over Daniel Zellhuber, who's on a good run right now. Um, but Zellhuber didn't look like himself in that fight also. Um, but you know, Ogden hasn't looked terrible, man. He hasn't been finished in the UFC. And we haven't really seen him, you know, use his takedowns yet in the UFC. I mean, he has a nasty guillotine choke. Um, he will have the height and a one and a half inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, he has good striking defense. He doesn't get hit a lot. Uh, you know, doesn't need a whole lot of big shots. Doesn't get wild and, and doesn't put himself in bad positions. And I hope he uses his grappling here. You know, I mean, originally I was thinking about Mata, like I said, but I, I wouldn't be a very confident pick. Um, but I was also assuming that Mata was going to be the underdog. So. But he's not, so I'm going to go with Trey Ogden here. I think the value is on him, and he's never been knocked out, uh, which is how Mata, win, Mata wins fights. So I'll take Ogden to win by decision. I think he's going to go out and fight safe and just just get the win, man, so he doesn't so he doesn't get cut from the UFC. He's going to fight safe, get out there, get the takedowns, and uh, win a decision. Next up, we got Cesar Almeida taking on Christian Leroy Duncan. It's an interesting fight. So Cesar Almeida is he's thirty five years old, six one with a seventy four inch reach. He is four and zero, and this is going to be his UFC debut. Uh, he's a plus one eleven underdog, and I find it crazy that that Duncan isn't a way bigger favorite here, simply based on experience and, and MMA. Uh, you know, Cesar has a kickboxing background. He he fought Alex Pereira three times in kickboxing and lost twice, but he did win one time. Uh, so that's his claim to fame, I guess, man. And he went 47-8 and eight as a kickboxer um, with 27 knockouts. Um, he's coming off a win on the Contender Series where he actually got he actually outgrappled his opponent and won a decision. Um, I was honestly surprised he still got the contract because, you know, they're usually looking for finishers on there. Um, you know, obviously he's got great striking. I expect this fight to play out on the feet probably. Um, so it could be a pretty close fight. Um, there is a lot of unknowns with this guy, man. Just haven't seen much of him yet. Haven't seen him fight any super high-level competition yet. Uh, but he does seem to be a good fighter, man. So it seems like he has really kind of worked on his, his grappling and stuff. So, um, you know, maybe maybe he's better than people are giving him credit for as far as an MMA fighter. 
He's taken on Christian, Christian Leroy Duncan. He is 28 years old, 6'2", with a 79-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 1-1 and and in the UFC. He's a minus-131 favorite. And yeah, his his one win was due to injury. Um, you know, so there's he had a lot of hype coming on him, you know, into the UFC and hasn't really lived up to it yet, in my opinion. Um, you know, throws a lot of weird kicks and has weird footwork, very unorthodox, throws a lot of side kicks and stuff. Um, honestly, I mean, he didn't you know, look kind of stupid doing that against Armand Petrosian because you know, it wasn't effective, you know, and he, he did that for the whole first round and then kind of tired himself out from doing all that big movement stuff and everything and you know, a lot of a spinning, a lot of spinning attacks and wasted energy. Um, he likes to blitz in, kind of like a karate, taekwondo type style. Um, I mean, it's cool to watch. I just, I haven't seen it pay off in the UFC yet, man. He has a five-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, I was a big fan of Duncan's. You know, on his way to the UFC. You know, when he was in Cage Warriors, I was very familiar with him. Um, he has six wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he had a very long amateur career as well. He went seventeen and six as an amateur. And uh, so he has a big edge in experience here, but, you know, he did appear to be pretty tired in his last fight. He slowed way down after all that fancy stuff in the first round. Uh, made a mistake trying to get, you know, trying to take Petrosian down and ended up on the bottom. So obviously, you know, Petrosian's not known as a good grappler either. And so, I mean, Duncan's grappling um, may not be up to par. So, uh, you know, this is going to basically be a kickboxing match, you know, with MMA gloves. And, uh, you know, you know, Cesar is a former world champion kickboxer. So, I mean... I guess when you look at it like that, I got to pick the underdog um, in in Almeida. But uh, as far as I guess, I'll take Almeida to win by decision since Duncan has never been knocked out. But um, I don't know. We shall see, man. These are two big guys, so next up we got Euros Medic taking on Johnny Parsons. And uh, this should be a very, very fun fight while it lasts, man. Uh, both these guys are are never in a boring fight, that's for sure. Excuse me. Got to catch my breath. <sighs> uh, Euros Medic is 30 years old, uh, 6'1 with 71-inch reach. He is 9-1 and 3-1 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus, uh, or sorry, minus 240 favorite. And, uh, yeah, Medic just made the move up to 170 pounds, man, and he's coming off a, a big comeback victory against um, Matthew Simmelsberger and got the knockout there. Um, seven wins by knockout, two wins by submission. He's never won or lost a fight by decision. Um, he's a very good technical kickboxer, man. He, he looks great at 170. He has a height and he's got the height advantage here and a two-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, very powerful and creative striker. Um, he's really good at creating angles, very fast. He shows a 61% striking accuracy, lands just under seven strikes per minute, which is pretty good. Um, 80% takedown defense. Um, he he has only uh, he's only ever shot one takedown in the UFC, but he did land that takedown. Um, he definitely has the speed advantage here, and I would say he's the the better, more technical striker, um, and maybe the better grappler since both of these guys are known as striker as strikers. Um, but it's hard to say. Uh, I would think Medic has the advantage in the grappling. Um, he throws he throws a lot of kicks. Some some of his best weapons, man. And he's offensive off his back. He's he's good at attacking submissions to get back to his feet when he's taken down. Um, he doesn't just accept the bottom position. Uh, it's going to be an exciting fight, man. And um, you know, Medic's a southpaw has a really nasty left hand. And uh, yeah, man, that that win over Matthew Simmelsberger was was impressive because Simmelsberger almost knocked him out a couple times, you know, in that fight. And Medic came back and was able to get the finish. So. Um, Big respect to him for that, man. Semmelsberger's a really tough dude. 
He's taking on Johnny Parsons. He is 32 years old. 5'9 with a 69-inch reach. He is 9-3 and 1-0 and in the UFC. He's a plus-195 underdog. Yeah, man, this is... This guy's like a, you know, he's a dog, man. He just keeps coming, has a Muay Thai background, um, seven wins by knockout, never won or lost a fight by submission. Uh, he's very good at checking kicks, man. He rolls with punches very well. Um, it does, you know, he usually seems like he's eating a lot of shots, but they aren't as bad as they look because he's just so good at, you know, rolling with the punches. Um, fights very well in the clinch, nice knees and elbows, great kicks to the body. Um, you know, he, he, he likes to drag guys, you know, in, in, into a brawl with him. And, uh, and he has success in the pocket because he's the shorter guy usually. Um, he hits very hard, you know, lifelong Muay Thai guy. Um, and you can tell he is, man. He's very, he's very, um, you know, very good with it, with his kicks, very powerful kicks. And, and just the, the technique on them is, is, you know, very perfect, man. You could tell he's been doing this Muay Thai for a long time. Um, where was that? Where was that? Um, he doesn't get tired, man, pushes a tough pace. You know, he ta- it takes him a while sometimes to get going. Um, uh, sometimes he has a little, you know, kind of a rough first round and then ends up coming on late in the fight and getting a finish. Um, you know, he's never been knocked out. I could see him having success late in this fight. Um, he's a scary guy to bet against. Uh, I'm going to be taking Medic to get the win here. Um, I'm going to say, you know, Medic's going to use his reach and his speed advantage, I think, and hopefully he can stay out of the way of the big shots and not gas out. Um, you know, and, and if he does that, I think he, he can get the win, you know, pretty easily here. Um, I won't get heavily invested in this fight at all. Um, you know, Medic, Medic was dropped multiple times in his last fight, so, I mean, that's kind of scary to be paying minus 240 for a guy who, you know, this this is... A, this is a tough fight. This is not Johnny Parsons is no easy opponent. So <laughs> I'll take uh, I'll take Medic to win by decision. Next up, we got Amanda Rebus taking on Luana Pinheiro. and uh, Rebus is thirty years old, five three with a sixty six inch reach. She is eleven and four and six and three in the UFC. She's a minus three ten favorite. So. uh, yeah, that's a that's a crazy high line considering she's coming off a knockout loss in her last fight. Um, she's a very good grappler. She has two wins by knockout, four wins by submission. A uh, good submission defense. She's never been submitted. Um, her last fight was a war, man. You know, uh, both her and her opponent were bleeding all over the place. It's a very cool fight. Um, Rebus is going to have a four-inch reach advantage in this fight. Um, her striking has looked a lot better lately. I mean, I know she got knocked out in her last fight, but Macy Barber's very tough, very good striker, very powerful. Um yeah, Rebus throws a lot of calf kicks. She's definitely fought the way tougher competition out of these two, man. And and what I don't like is that she's dropping back down a weight class here, uh, coming off a knockout loss. Usually when you start seeing fighters doing this, you know, things start going downhill for them. Um, but I do think she's the better fighter here, man. She could pull it all together. I mean, she has fought at 115 before in the past. So, you know, maybe it's maybe it's not that big of a change for her. Maybe it's easy for her. Um, but yeah, man, she's uh, she's taking on Luana Pinheiro. She's 30 years old. Uh, five four with a sixty two inch reach. She's eleven and one, and three and zero in the UFC. Questionable three and zero in the UFC. <laughs> um, she's a plus two fifty underdog man, and her record looks great on paper. But it, I just really haven't been impressed with what she's done in the UFC yet. Um, she won her debut because her opponent hit her with an illegal shot, and uh, and you know they stopped the fight and gave her the win by by disqualification. Um, she beat Sam Hughes. You know, I mean. I've never really been that high on Sam Hughes. Um, I went, she went to a split decision with, uh, with, uh, Michelle Watterson Gomez and, 
I don't know, man. That, that was a very close fight, in my opinion. I mean, she definitely was the more powerful fighter, but, you know, Gomez was landing a lot of good shots. Um, yeah, Pinero was a judo champion at one point. She has two wins by knockout, five wins by submission. Uh, she hits very hard, but her striking isn't very technical. Um, she will blast forward, wing hooks. You know, she loads up on all of her shots and telegraphs them. I um, honestly thought she lost, you know, her last fight against Gomez. I know she she busted Gomez up a little bit, but Gomez was out volume in her and landed some good shots and kicks. Um, she shows 50% uh, both on her takedown defense and accuracy, uh, 40% striking accuracy. Um, she does slow down quite a bit because uh, she, she loads up on all of her strikes. So by the third round, she's usually usually pretty, uh, I, wouldn't, I don't want to say gassed out, but you can definitely tell that uh, she's slowed way down in the third. Um, Rebus is going to have the cardio advantage. Rebus should win this fight. I just hope that her, you know, last knockout loss hasn't affected her badly. Um, and I, I'm going to take Rebos to win by decision. Next up, we got Peyton Talbot taking on Nick Aguirre. And uh, Talbot is 25 years old, uh, 5'10 with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 6-0, and and this is going to be his UFC debut. He's a minus 550 favorite. I mean, that's crazy. That uh, that's crazy that he's that big of a favorite, you know, in his debut. So, uh, it's how high everybody is on him. Oop, almost dropped my microphone. And uh, so I'm really excited for this guy's debut, man. I was very impressed with him. Uh, you know, with his win on the Contender Series, um, he really walks guys down, man. He does eat a lot of shots, but he never gets hurt really. And and you know, he he does. He does need to be careful doing that in the UFC, though. I mean, there's a lot of really tough guys and that hit hard here. Um, you know, he, he walks guys down. He wears on them. You know, he has very good cardio. Um, he puts out a ton of volume. He landed um, landed like 150 strikes in his last fight. Um, he fights very loose, keeps his hands low, throws really nice straight shots, and he hits very hard, even though it doesn't look like he's putting a lot on, the, on his punches. Um, he really hurts guys with those shots. And it reminds me a little bit of Sean O'Malley and Alex Caceres, you know, um, with his style. Um, yeah, he's very good takedown defense. Um, he's very good. He's very good at that, man. Very good takedown defense and he can't be kept down. I mean, he did get taken down a few times, but he popped right back up, um, in the fights that I watched. So, um, we've seen him hurt in fights and come back. You know, he's never, he's never lost, not even as an amateur. Um, he just stays, stays in your face, man. And, and wears on you. Um, he's young. He's going to be improving constantly. And, you know, the guy he beat on, on the contender series was crazy, uh, crazy, Tracy Cortez's brother. Um, who's a very good fighter, man. I mean, honestly, that guy, that, that guy could be in the UFC, man. You know, um, he's not a bad fighter. You know, he's definitely a decent level of competition and uh, he's taking on Nick Aguirre. He is seven, uh, sorry, 27 years old, five, nine with a 74 inch reach. He is seven and one. He's a, uh, Oh, and one in the UFC and a plus three eighty underdog. And, uh, sorry, I got to get it together guys, man. Late this week, messing up my, <laughs> messing up my stuff. Uh, sorry. And, uh, so Aguirre, uh, before the UFC, this guy had all finishes, three knockouts, four submissions, uh, but hasn't fought the best of competition at all, man. Uh, the best guy he has a win over was four and two. Um, so, you know, he made his debut up a weight class against Daniel Argueta, got out wrestled. Um, you know, he does have decent striking. He's going to have a three and a half inch reach advantage here. Um, he's very good at transitioning to the back, nice submissions, but you know, honestly, there's not a lot I can say in his favor in this matchup, really, in my opinion. You know, he may have a grappling advantage, but I don't know if he'd be able to keep Talbot down. Uh, so I think Talbot is going to win this fight. I think he gets a finish here. Um, probably a late finish, third round knockout. Uh, you know, just kind of overwhelms Aguirre, you know, throughout the throughout the fight. And, uh, and gets a finish. 
Next up, we got Jordan Levitt taking on Chase Hooper. Yeah, man. So this fight is like, you know, two people that <laughs> that I just I feel like I can never have faith in at all. You know, um, Jordan Levitt is twenty eight years old, five nine with a seventy one inch reach. He is eleven and two and four and two in the UFC. He's a plus two ten underdog. Yeah, this guy was known for his grappling and his submissions, uh, but you know his striking has come a long way. Um, he's coming off his first knockout win, um, you know, with his hands anyway. I know he had that uh, that slam knockout over um, who's that Matt Wyman, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember Matt Wyman. I think um, you know in his, in his first fight in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he's got, he's got two wins by knockout, six wins by submission. He has kind of an awkward style, throws a lot of kicks, uh, not the best striking, but he doesn't get hit that much, man. You know, kind of uses his, his, uses his kicks kind of like a jab, you know, to keep guys at bay to where you can't, you know, get caught with any shots. Um, good trip takedowns, nice body lock takedowns. He's a very weird guy, but he finds a way to win, you know, finds a way to win fights. So, um, and, uh, he's taking on Chase Hooper. He has 24 years old, six, one with a 74 inch reach. He is 12-3-1 and one and 4-3 and three in the UFC, and he's a minus-250 favorite. And, uh, and I don't know what to make of this guy. You know, he looks terrible, and then he'll come out and look great, and then turn around and look terrible again. Um, you know, he moves up. He just moved up to 155 pounds in his last fight, and he looked pretty good, man. Uh, nice nice win um, over not the best of competition, but, you know, he was very dominant. Um, he's known for his jiu-jitsu, very dangerous submissions, you know, with his long frame and uh, doesn't have good takedowns though, man. So he he doesn't often get to use his jujitsu that much. Um, he'll you know roll down, jump, you know drop down for leg locks and stuff like that to try and get guys down, but not really the best takedowns. Um, you know he's been working with uh, Stephen Thompson, you know, on his striking, trying to get like that karate type style going. Um, he has four wins by knockout, five wins by submission, and it, it's hard for me to put faith in him after some of the performances he's had, man. And uh, he has 50% takedown defense, 36% striking defense, uh, lands five strikes per minute. Um, you know, he uses good pressure, but we have seen him, you know, run into big shots at times. You know, that's how he got caught with uh, Steve Garcia. Um, you know, he was eating shots the entire fight against Alex Caceres. You know, just not very good striking defense. Um, you know, if he looks the same as he did in his last fight, he could definitely win this fight, man. And I feel like I'm going to look dumb no matter who I pick here. Uh, probably won't have any money on this fight either way. Um, I definitely can't bring myself to put money on Chase Hooper, you know, at this point. I mean, maybe if he gets on a little bit more of a run, I would have more faith in him. But, uh, you know, he did look good in his last fight, you know. Um, and every time I've said that, you know, he loses his next fight. But, um, you know, maybe maybe he's turned a corner, you know. I, I don't know. I can't I can't say for sure until we see see him again. Um, against, you know, Jordan Levitt's de de a decent level of competition. So this fight will tell us a lot, but I think if Levitt can keep him down, he can win this fight. And I, I don't know, man, that this is a, I guess I'll just take the, pick the underdog in this fight. I'll take Levitt, but I'm not confident in it. And uh, I won't have any money on this fight at all, but um, yeah, I'll go with Levitt here. Next up, we got the co-main event. Jake Matthews taking on Michael Morales. And uh, Jake Matthews is 29 years old, 5'11", with a 72-inch reach. He is 19-6 and 12-6 and in the UFC. He's a plus 200 underdog. 
And yeah, Jake's been around for a long time, man. He's grown up in the UFC, five wins by knockout, eight wins by submission. Um, his boxing has looked really, really improved in his last few fights. Um, you know, what worries me is that he got dropped in every round against Matthew Semmelsberger. I mean, you know, he definitely lost the first round, but if he hadn't got dropped in the last two rounds, he possibly could have won that fight. But man, he was, his chin was looking pretty bad there. So, um, he has great cardio, very well-rounded, you know, nice submissions. Um, he's only lost to really tough fighters, man. I mean, let's look at his record. You know, his last one was over Darius Flowers, and Flowers took that fight on short notice. Uh, lost the fight to Simmelsberger, um, knocked out Andre Fialo. Um, he lost to Sean Brady via third-round submission. Uh, he's got a win over Diego Sanchez, um, Emil, Weber uh, <laughs> Emil Weber Meek, and Rostam Ackman. Uh, lost to Anthony Rocco Martin. He's got a win over the Leech. Uh, lost to Kevin Lee. Uh, that loss to James Vick doesn't look very good. I don't know, man. So he's been around a long time. I guess I can't say that. I mean, the most oppressive win that he's got on here would probably be over. I guess the leech. I mean, if I had to pick, I'd have all these wins. I guess, yeah, probably the biggest win was over the leech, man, because a lot of these people aren't in the UFC anymore. Anyways, uh, where was I at? Uh, so he throws nice combinations, mixes up his attacks very well. Uh, great counter-striking, good front kicks to the body. You know, his head movement looked you know, really good in his last fight. I'm a big fan of Jake's, man. He's got 62% takedown defense. Really, uh, really only high-level grapplers have been able to take him down. Like Sean Brady was able to get him down and get the submission. Um, Matthews has 41% takedown accuracy. He's a great fighter. Um, Normally, I want to see him win, but I'm also a big fan of Michael Morales. So, uh, Michael Morales is 24 years old, six foot tall, with a 79 inch reach. Um, that's a long reach for this weight class. Uh, 15 and 0 and 3 and 0 in the UFC. He's a minus 250 favorite, and uh, I've had money on Morales in his last few fights. Um, he's very good, undefeated prospect. You know, um, any questions or worries that I had about him were answered in his last fight. Uh, seeing him go the distance with a very tough UFC veteran, uh, Max Griffin. Um, and he, you know, he looked good through the whole fight pretty much, man. Uh, you know, I was kind of worried that he might slow down or whatever and get out cardio, but you know, he looked great and uh, he has lots of first round finishes. I mean, that's why I was worried about the cardio, but, uh, he has 11 wins by knockout, one win by submission. Um, he's a very good kickboxer, very fast and accurate with the strikes has really good takedown defense. Um, he's young. He looks better every time we see him, uh, 91% takedown defense lands just over five strikes per minute. Um, he can wrestle if he has to, he doesn't really do it that often. Um, I think he did get a few takedowns in the last fight and I'm going with him to win this fight, man. I think this fight is going to look like the Simmelsberger fight for Jake, man. And I think Morales is going to land the bigger shots and do more damage, uh, possibly drop, you know, drop Jake a few times and, and get a decision win. Uh, Jake doesn't get finished very often and, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to it. It's a good fight. Next up, we got the main event, Brendan Allen taking on Paul Craig. Grab some water real quick. Need a WD-40 in my chair. Squeaking. So, uh, yeah, Brendan Allen is 27 years old, 6'2", with a 75-inch reach. He is 22-5 and five and 10-2 and in the UFC. Uh, minus 275 favorite. And, uh, man, that's a really good record in the UFC, man. I mean, when early on when he first came to the UFC, 
I, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, wasn't all that convinced. I didn't think he would really, you know, get this far or be this, you know, be this high up on the, in the rankings and, and get the the wins that he's had, you know? So, I mean, I've been very impressed and, uh, you know, he's progressively got better and better. His striking has improved a lot. Um, you know, since early in his career, he's a very good grappler, man, not really nice takedowns and submissions, five wins by knockout, 13 wins by submission. Um, he's won his last three fights by rear naked choke, man. And, uh, so, I mean, it's usually a pretty safe bet to, to pick him to win by submission. Um, he's the better striker here and both these guys are good grapplers, man. I would say, I would say that all, all around, you know, Allen is a better grappler, but as far as like off of, you know, Paul's more dangerous than pretty much anybody off of his back. He actually prefers to be there. Um, you know, I think that's where Paul is better in this fight. Um, you know, Allen, Allen, I don't think Allen's really been getting any submissions off of his back. So, um, he's taking on Paul Craig. He is 35 years old, six, three with a 76 inch reach. He is 17, six and one and nine, six and one in the UFC. He's a plus two twenty underdog. And, uh, he has four wins by knockout, 13 wins by submission as well. Um, man, he, he's possibly the most dangerous guy off of his back in the UFC, man. In my opinion, he's, he has wins over guys he never should have beat, man. Some of the best guys in the world right now he's got wins over. Um, and now he's down at middleweight, and i got to say he looked pretty good, man. He's never been the best striker, but he finds ways to make it work. Um, he is a big middleweight, very tall, very rangy. Um, I'm a big fan of all the Scottish fighters, man. I, w- I want to see them win um, just because like, my family came over here from Scotland way back in the day. So, I mean, I just gotta, I'm just a fan of them. You know, uh, I, don't, I don't pick them just because of that, though. So. <laughs> um, you know, Paul's gonna have a one entry advantage in this fight. Um, he was using his kicks very well in his last fight, man, landed a lot of those and just kind of overwhelmed Andre Muniz and, and ended up getting a finish. Uh, that's not how I expected him to win the fight. And, you know, who knows how these guys are gonna look in a five round fight. I don't think we've seen either of them go past the third round. Um, and that could benefit Craig in the in this matchup. I I don't know. Um, I'd say for the most part, Allen has a lot of the advantages in this fight. Now I'm gonna be picking Allen to win by decision. Um but but I do hope that Paul Craig pulls out the upset triangle choke like he has so many times in the past. But uh, I definitely got to go with Brendan Allen here. Um, he's better on the feet. You know, Paul's striking is kind of sloppy. But, uh, you know, who knows what will happen, man. Maybe Paul will pull out the upset. That's it as far as my picks goes, guys. I uh, Sorry if I'm sounding out of it today. Doing this early in the morning. <laughs> and uh, as far as my bets for this card go... I've got a one-unit play on Michael Morales at minus 250. Um, that line is still basically the same, I think. Um, I caught uh, Rafael Estevam at plus 105. That's a half-unit play. Um, he is a minus 125 now. I'm sure a lot more money is going to come in on him, so jump on it while you can. Um, and then I've got a two-fight parlay of Lucas Alexander and uh, and Talbot, uh, Peyton Talbot. And that's a minus 150, and that's a one-unit play as well. And uh, as far as parlays go... I've got the, I've got a four fight parlay with Estevam, Talbot, um, medic. Oh man, I shouldn't have put medic on the top line. <laughs> oh well, I'll let it ride. Uh, Estevam, Talbot, medic, and Morales, and uh, that's a plus three twenty five. And then I got a to that I added, to that I added um, Amanda Rivas and Brennan Allen, and that's a plus six fifty six. 
And then to that, I added uh, Trey Ogden and Jose Johnson, and uh, also Alan Perez, Aline Perez, and that's a plus 4,134. And then to that, my last one, um, I added I added just Jonathan Pierce to the very last one, and that's a plus 6,866. There's a couple fights I left off completely. Um, and also there's a few fights that aren't up on Bovada yet, so I couldn't add them. But uh, whatever, man. And so that's it as far as my picks and my bets for this card uh, goes, guys. And and let's take a look back at um, the changes real quick. Well, I don't. I mean, the fights are today, so I don't. I don't imagine y'all are going to care too much about my changes to this card. This card coming up, but because uh, I'm so late. But let's just take a look at the UFC 295 card, and and I'll update y'all on what's going on with it as far as you know my my picks go. Um, Steve Ersig is now fighting Alessandro Costa. And uh, originally, my bet on this card was uh, Steve Ersig um, and uh, Mackenzie Dern, two-fight parlay. Uh, so now that I'm, he's not fighting um, he's not fighting the guy he was going to fight, Ersig. Who was he supposed to fight? Um, he was supposed to fight Matt Schnell. And uh, so I, I haven't decided whether I'm going to cash that out yet. I need to decide for the fight start, but uh, that might just wind up being, because I'm not going to get paid for Steve Ersig. It'll just be a play on McKenzie Dern. Um, and I do think Ersig still wins this fight, but Alessandro Costa is a very tough guy. That's why I'm not going back and, and putting any money on, on Steve Ersig, because we've only seen one fight of his in the UFC. So this could be a close fight, but I, I will still go with Ersig there. And um, is there anything else? And yeah, so I mean, other than that, the only thing, um, oh yeah, uh, Metuis Rebecca is taking on Roosevelt Roberts now on very short notice. Of course, we got to go with Rebecca there. He's a minus 700 favorite. Um, Roosevelt Roberts is very tough. I'm a, I'm a fan of his um, and has a decent record, you know, 12 and three. But um, I think Rebecca's going to win this fight, especially being on such short notice. And as far as anything else goes, I just added another two-fight parlay to kind of replace the one that I had. Uh, now it's Jamal Emmers and Mackenzie Dern. And uh, not too much on this card, really. You know, I didn't get heavily invested in it. So hopefully the the few bets that I had uh, pay off. And uh, let's just look. That way I can tell you again what the plays were. Half the time I can't even remember. Got so much stuff going on and so many, so much research on fights. So... On this card, uh, as far as now, I've got a play on uh, half unit play on Nazim Sidkov at minus one fifty. Um, right now, I've got a play on just Dern because I haven't cashed out that two fight parlay yet. Um, I might leave it. I might not. I got a small play on Tom Aspinall minus one fifteen. That's a half unit. And uh, now I also have a play on Jamal Emmers and Mackenzie Dern two fight parlay. And uh, I'll have to look and see what the odds were on that. But I think it was like minus one hundred five. Uh, not too bad of a line. So, um, yeah, man, that's it for me, guys. Uh, sorry if I'm out of it this morning. Sorry I'm so late on this video. Hopefully I'm going to get back on track uh, this coming week, try to get the video out on Thursday or Wednesday. And, uh, and yeah, man, so please like and subscribe, guys. Thank you so much for your support and for caring what I have to say. I really appreciate all you guys. And uh, have fun, man. Win some money. And I'm out of here, man. Y'all have a good one.